You are listening to the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast with Tony Coleman-Brown, where we believe that in life, you're either winning or learning, but never losing. So let's get ready to win with Tony Coleman-Brown. This is Tony Coleman Brown, and on today's episode of the Aim to Win podcast, you're going to hear from Brian Keith McNeil. Brian is an author, professional sales coach, and workshop facilitator. And today, he's going to teach you why people will do business with you and why they will not. So, listen and learn. Cover three things tonight. I'm going to cover how to tell your story so so that people can understand what you do and want to hire you, then I'm going to cover the seven reasons why people will hire you, seven reasons historically why people will hire you, and then I'm going to cover the five reasons why they will not hire you. So I'm going to talk about your story, just three points tonight, three facets we're going to cover tonight. First things first, what I typically will do when I have an opportunity to address an audience like this is I'll ask someone. I'll say I'll put them in a scene. And I would say to them, you're at a a business mixer. There's no loud music or anything like that, like a party mixer. And you end up in a huddle where there's a couple of guys and a couple of ladies that just happen to be standing near each other, so you end up in friendly party conversation. And then that friendly party conversation swings around to you, and they say, Tony, what do you do for a living? Now, I ask people, in that situation, what would you say? And typically, people will give me, a clever answer. They'll say something like, well, I help people do this, this, and this, or I am an insurance provider, or I sell Mary Kay, or I do hair, or I do this, or I do real estate, or I'm a real estate agent. All those things are descriptive and they're fine. So then the second question I typically will ask is, who would pay for your services? And then I get, again, all these variations, but it boils down to that clients actually pay for their services. And then I ask my third question, which is, what business are you in? And then you get some really clever answers that don't sell. Things like, I'm in the people business. I'm in the empowerment business. I'm in the financial business. I'm in the healthcare business. All those things are wrong. If you earn your money through clients, if you earn your money through people, if you earn more money in direct proportion, to how many clients you capture and keep. If you earn your money, if you earn more money based on how many clients you get, then your real business is the capturing and keeping of a new client business. Everything else you do is a service that you provide. Tony read off my bio, and it's a good one, and she's absolutely right, but I counted the other day. And I have about 200 written out recommendations of the effectiveness of my services and the effectiveness of my training. About 200 times someone has chosen to write out a recommendation about my services that I can share. So maybe somebody in this call is going to be another one. And I'll receive them all. They all are worth it to me. I will tell you, if you earn your money through clients, then your real business, and you might want to write it down, your real business is the capturing and keeping of a new client. Everything else you do is a service that you provide. 
let's say that you're, um, I don't know, uh, you're a coach, you're a life coach, for example. Yes, you're a life coach, but your real business is the capturing and keeping of a new client. That's not what you tell people. That's what I want you to know. I want you to understand that your daily work, if you wake up in the morning understanding that your real livelihood is the capturing and keeping of a new client, it adds power to you and adds focus to what you're actually doing and the attempt to earn money. That's what you do. The coaching is a service you provide. What brings you in money is securing new clients. Now, understanding that, you need to tell your story. When someone asks you, what do you do for a living, <clears throat> in any kind of direct communication, whether it's on the telephone or in person, if someone asks you what you do for a living, I want you to understand that is your opportunity to introduce into the conversation a problem that you solve. That's your opportunity to introduce into the conversation an easy-to-agree-upon problem that your service solves. For example, earlier today I, I talked to a lady and she said she's, um, I asked her, what do you do for a living? And she said, well, I help women with their, I'm a cosmetologist and I help women with their hair and their makeup and their face and make sure they look good. Okay, I said, great. Now I said, I'm going to pretend I'm in your business. And I led with a problem and not just what you do. When you tell people what you do and just in a descriptive way, if you just describe, they'll understand what you do, but that does not sell. And if you just keep describing what you do, you will keep missing out on opportunities that could be yours. So I'm going to give you guys all tonight a formula that I want you to uh, consider adopting so that you will stop missing opportunities that should be yours. When someone asks you, what do you do for a living, what I'd have you write down, first off, I'd have you write down these words, you know how, dot, dot, dot. Write down the words, you know how, dot, dot, dot. Now, after you have written that, skip about three full lines, and then write the words, well, comma, what I do is, dot, dot, dot. Now, after you have written that, skip three full lines and then write the words, so that they can. So that they can. Now, when you're given an opportunity to tell what you do for a living, I want you to introduce into that conversation an easy-to-agree-upon problem. For example, I am a sales coach. So if someone asks me what I do for a living, I might say something like, you know how there's so many people with wonderful services to offer. And a lot of times, with these wonderful services, they're only vague at how to sell those services. And because they're only vague at how to sell it, they don't earn nearly the money that they could. Well, what I do is I help these people with great services to offer. I show them how to sell those services better than they ever have before through my coaching practice so that they earn more money than they ever have before. If I'm a life coach, you know how there's so many people that get to this place in their life where they're not sure which way to turn, their life is not working out the way they want it to work out, and they're just stuck, and they have the blogs, they're just not happy. That's introducing the problem. And then you would say, well, what I do is I help those people that are in that moment to actually get unstuck, to get some direction in their life. 
I do this through my practice so that they can live a life that's much happier than it was before or more productive or more free or more light or something. So the formula is this. When someone gives you an opportunity to tell what you do for a living, I want you to introduce an easy-to-agree-upon problem. You know how an easy-to-agree-upon problem. You know how so many companies, they, they want to market to the right people, to the right industries, but they're not sure how to do that without wasting money or spending too much money, like if you're in marketing, direct marketing. Well, what I do is I show folks how to market simpler than they ever have before and make sure their marketing is targeted to their audience, to their specific audience, so that they can actually reach the people that they want to reach quickly. You know? So first thing you do is you introduce an easy-to-agree-upon problem. Then you will introduce yourself as a solution to the problem. Well, what I do is I solve that problem that you just agreed with me was a problem through my services. Now, the most important part of your story, this is not your elevator pitch, the most important part of your story is the ending of it, the so that they can. The average American knows about 250 people on a first-name basis. If you will not tell people the so that they can or the great big benefit of working with you, you cannot get into anyone else's network. You can't do it. You're selling directly to them because if you don't tell them what's the great big benefit or what's the great big payoff of working with you, they can't refer you to anybody. They can't refer you to anybody ever. And if you don't tell them what the great big benefit is, it's as if you didn't have one. So make sure you remember this simple formula. You know how. Well, what I do is so that they can. Now, the first time you tell this story, it's going to be a little bit rocky. The tenth time you tell this story is going to be better than the previous nine, and you will own it, and it will be you. I promise you, by telling your story well, you're going to find that you stop missing out on opportunities, and people will be able to refer folks to you much easier and much quicker. So your first homework assignment is to start telling your story regularly. I people the can't fail formula in sales. There's some magic numbers in sales, and if you understand these magic numbers, you cannot fail in selling your services, even if you do it poorly. Some magic numbers I want you guys to know on this call. First off, most people in service businesses never, ever ask for the business at all, ever. They just tell what they do. Well, I'm a life coach, and I help people, but they never say, will you try my services? Or will you take a trial of my service or take a trial session? They never say anything that gives a potential client a chance to say, yes, I will try your services, or no, I won't. Just telling what you do and never giving anybody a chance to hire you is a failure for missing out on money. It's a, it's a failure there. It's a formula to fail in your business. You must give people a chance to say yes to your services. The magic number I want you guys to know is the number four. If you will ever figure out a way to get to the place where you're telling your story at least four times a day, you cannot fail in selling your services. That's twice before lunch, twice after lunch, once before lunch, three times after lunch, even if you do it poorly. But it takes skill to get to the place where you're going to tell your story four times a day. 
your first homework assignment is to figure out a way to tell your story at least once a day to somebody new. How can you do that if you don't know how? Your first job is to become very interested in other people. The more you become interested in other people, the more you start asking other people, how did you get into this business, what you love about what you do? What does an ideal client for you look like? If I'm talking to someone, how do I know that person I'm talking to is a great re referral for you? The more interested you get in other people, the law of reciprocation kicks in, and you have opportunities to tell what you do. So if you're not rocking in sales, your first homework assignment is to start to, first off, define your story and start telling your story at least once a day to someone new. Once you get to that good at that, then bump it up to two until you get to the magic number of four. That's the first thing I wanted to cover tonight, your story. Now, <clears throat> is there anybody I can talk to? Can I talk to Tony for a second? Anybody. <laughs> oh, Lordy. All right, I'm going to keep it moving. No, you can talk to me. Go ahead. All right. So that's the first part of what I, the three things I wanted to cover. That was the first thing I wanted to cover. Okay. Is anyone who's gotten value out of that? Yeah, they could just type in yes. If you've gotten value out of the information, you could type in yes. Latreya, are you there? Yeah, I think that people have their computers muted, so, you know, I'm not getting anything when I uh, open up the lines, but, you know, I've gotten some uh, responses. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, Joan said it was awesome. Hi, Joan. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. Oh, okay. The first... <laughs> Yeah, the first time I think I, I was talking, but I don't know why it was not. I, I felt like I was still muted, but who knows. So, no, that was great. I love the simplicity of that and just those three little steps. Um, it makes it so easy not only to retain myself, but also to teach others. So thank you. So, Joan, if you would, I'm going to ask you that what you do for a living, and I want you to use the formula. Now, <laughs> it doesn't have to be smooth. It doesn't have to be smooth, and it doesn't uh -huh. even be good, Joan. It doesn't even have to be good. I just okay. want formal one time. Okay. Okay. So, so I okay. So I would say. Let me ask it of you. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So you're good. So Joan, what do you do for a living? Well, gosh, thanks for asking. So. You know how so many people begin their direct selling business and they don't know a thing about working with their people? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I do. I didn't know a thing. My upline didn't know a thing about it. Yeah. Well, what I do is I teach people how to draw out what people's interests are and really help them find the benefits with their company in order to match it with what their needs are. Mm -hmm. So that ultimately they can build large teams, touch more people, and make a lot of money. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good job, Joe. Nice. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you, Joan, have you, wait a minute, have you ever told this story this way before? You know, I think she accidentally dropped off. Okay. Well, I will tell her that was very good, but I will also tell you this. If that was the first time she did it, 
as she keeps telling her story, it's going to change a little bit. And by the time she gets to the 10th time, it's going to sound entirely different than what she just did, even though that was very good. It takes about 10 times before it becomes a part of you. Right. All right. So I'm ready to move into the next segment. So hold on one second. Huh? Hold on one second. Okay. Latreya, are you there? Hi, yes, this is Latreya. I'm here. Hi, good, good. Hello, Latreya. How are you? Hi, Brian. Hi, Tony. I'm doing well, thank you. Have you, heard, have you been on the call the whole time? Yes, I've been on the entire time, and I'm clapping my hands for Joan. She did an excellent job. Yes, she did. She <laughs> <laughs> did. Have you gotten any value so far, Latreya? I'm sorry? Have you gotten any value so far? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I definitely did. Um, you know, just listening, I grabbed my pen and pad, and I've been writing, um, you know, just taking in everything that you're saying, because it definitely applies to me um, in both my worlds. So I have my own business, and I do a nine-to-five. So in, in both those elements, this is exactly, you know, what I need. So definitely, I'm, I'm getting something from it. I'm glad you are, and, and, and surprising, uh, if this happens not just where you are, it happens all across the country. Most people doom themselves and they sabotage themselves by not being able to answer the question of what do you do for a living. Most people jack that up. I mean, I know Tony and I have had these kinds of conversations before, you know, over the past couple of years, I think. Right, Tony? Right. <laughs> but, but this formula will simplify it, I promise you. But let's move on, Okay. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joan, you're back. <laughs> Can you? Oh, my gosh. Sorry, you guys. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. That's okay. It's no problem. Just welcome back. We were talking yeah, about how you. awesome it was. Yeah, your response was great. Did you want to add anything, Brian, to, to tell Joan? Um, Joan, were you able to hear us when you dropped off the line? You know, I wasn't. Somehow when I pressed to something, it just I just was disconnected. But I'm back. I just went ahead and called in on my computer, so I'm back. Okay, what I wanted to add was this. You did a, first off, you did a great job. I, I, my applause was genuine. Okay, I was happy with what you did. Was that the first time you told your story like that? Yes. Okay. I want you to know that that was very good, but I promise you, the tenth time you tell that story, it's a magical thing that happens. The tenth time you tell your story to someone new, it will, you will own it, and it will be different than the previous nine. Uh, I mean, it's just a magical thing happens. But you've got to be willing to go through the previous nine times of telling your story to someone new. Now, Joan, how long would it take you in a direct communication, I mean, either on per, in person or on the phone, how long would it take you to tell your story nine more times? Um, I can probably do it by tomorrow. Really? Talk to, are you going to do it in a group or one-on-ones? How are you going to do that? <laughs> no, I just have to call my, my lead list. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Because direct communications. I promise you, if you will do that, Joan, you will be a different person. Thank you, know? you. The next magic number, four is the big one. But next one is 100. How long will it take for you to tell your story to 100 new people? Are you asking that as a question? I'm, asking, I'm just posing it as a rhetorical question because I will say this. 
if you could tell your story to 100 people in any 60-day period, any two-month period, any 60 days, if you set it as a goal or target to tell your story to 100 new people in 60 days, you will never, ever have to look back on your business again. You'll be a different person. By the time you told your story to 25 people, you, you'll find that your life is busier, but you're happier because you're making money easier by just telling your story. By the time you've told your story to 40 people, you've made a lot more money in surprising ways, and you're a different person. You're thinking about yourself different. If you can make it to 65 times telling your story to 65 people, you're probably making eight, 10 grand a month at that point. I promise you, most people never make it all the way to 100 because they're happy with the results they got at around 50, 60, or 70. But if you would discipline yourself to tell your story to 100 new people for any 60-day period, you can start it right now if you want to. I promise you, even if you don't develop any other skill other than just telling your story to new people and getting an opportunity to hear their story, you will be greatly pleased with the production of your business. All right, ladies? All right. All right. Can I go to the next phase now? Yes, you can. Next thing I want to talk about are the seven reasons why people will historically hire you. Seven reasons why they will give you money. Nope. Why they will hire you. Seven reasons. Number one is time. T-I-M-E. Is there any way that you can articulate to a potential client how hiring you will save them time? If you're a wealth coach or a life coach or anything like that, you can tell people, you know, you can probably, you know, get unstuck or fix these things yourself. But if you allow me to help you, you could do that much faster. If you're a personal trainer, you know, them getting themselves the way they want their bodies to be, it'll happen much faster with your help. If you're a financial, whatever it is, if you can figure out a way, in a truthful way, to articulate how your services will save them time, that is a reason why people will historically give you money. I want you to think about how you can articulate how your services will save people time. The first one is time. The second one is the word money, M-O-N-E-Y. Now, that happens in two ways. Can your services save your clients some money or... Can your services help your clients to earn more money? Or can your services do both? If you are able to honestly articulate how your services will save them money or how your services will help them to earn more money or both, and it's got to be able to articulate it in a simple way. If it sounds complex coming from you, it's not going to be believable. You can earn money with my service by doing this, this, and this, and then jumping through this loop and climbing over that mountain. Okay, it has to come across as very simple. But if you can articulate how your services will either save money or help earn money, that is another reason why people will historically will hire you and will exchange money for your services. The next one is good feelings, good feelings, good feelings. This also happens in two ways. People will give money but to the person who helps them to feel better about themselves. 
I want to give my money for somebody or something that makes me feel better about myself. And people are willing to give money to the person who's able to help me to imagine other people feeling better about me. I'm willing to invest with you if you can help me to see how working with you will make me feel better about myself and if you can help me to imagine other people feeling better about me. The man who buys uh, the convertible Mercedes-Benz, he buys it because he believes he's going to look good in it. And he also believes when other people see him, they will have a higher opinion about him when they see him driving it. The man who buys a financial plan for his family, he feels good himself because he did something responsible. But he also imagines his wife and children will think better of him because he did something responsible for the family. I want you ladies to put some thought into how you can articulate to the client, articulate to the world around you, how your services will help people to either feel better about themselves or, feel, or help, help them to imagine other people feeling better about them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. The next reason why people will hire you <coughs> is for solutions to a problem. People are willing to give money for solutions to a problem. Now, this is a tricky one because people need, like if I'm going to hire Tony, I need to believe that Tony can help me with at least one or maybe two of my problems. I don't want Tony to come across as someone who can handle all of my problems. The more of my problems she tries to say she can handle, the less I believe her, and even the less we even like them. Do not try to come across as the person who has all the answers. The, question, the answer to the question, everybody needs my service, has never been true. Okay? Everybody should work with me has never been true. Your client should work with you. People need to believe that you can help solve one or two of their big problems. Don't try to sell them that you can handle five or six or ten of their problems. That hurts your credibility. Lead with the big one. Lead with the easy to agree one or two. If I can believe you can handle one or two of my problems, that's happy. That's what people want. Solutions to a major problem. Simple solutions to a major problem. Solutions that I would get answered as a result of working with you. The next reason why people will hire are the words good health. H-E-A-L-T-H, good health. Now, this is a, um, a broad area. Think about how your services will help your client improve their health. And almost all of our services do. Now, some of the ways we improve their health are very obvious, like if you're in the healthcare field or fitness field. But if you're in the coaching business or financial services businesses, the way you help your clients improve their health is by helping them to worry less or helping them to stress less or taking away one of their major concerns, removing a concern from their life so they don't have to worry or think about that thing. I want you guys to consider... If it's true, you can say it. If you, does your service help your client to worry less about anything in particular or help them to stress less? That is a significant reason why someone would be willing to give their money. 
good health. I hope you guys are taking good notes. I'm writing them in the chat too, so. Good. The <laughs> next one is children. Children. People are historically willing to give money for something that helps them with their children in some kind of way. Now, some of the ways that we help with the children are very obvious, you know, dance classes and things like that. Other ways are not so obvious, but they're significant as well. Does your service help your clients do anything faster or easier so that they can have more time to spend with their children? Does your clients help them to earn, I mean, does your service help your clients to earn more money so they can afford to pay for the dance class for their daughter or take their family on a trip? Think about it and make sure that it's truly set. You can't, everybody's bullcrap meter is on high, so you can't fool anybody. So make sure it's absolutely true what you're saying to people. But if there's any way how your services will help your client when it comes to either relating to their children or making the children's life better in some kind of way. Children is the sixth out of the seventh reasons why people are, will historically spend money or hire you. And the seventh one is pets, P-E-T-S, pets. Is there any way with your services help your client when it comes to their pets? Now, sometimes it's very obvious and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's freeing them up to have more time with their pets. Now, your service, particular service, does not have to cover all seven of these things. But the more of them it can cover, the better. If your service helps with five of these things, fantastic. But your service needs to help with at least one of these seven, at least one, and it's got to be a good one. But if the more of your services that can connect with these seven things, time, money, good feelings, solutions to a problem, good health, children, or pets, the more, the merrier. For most people, once they learn this list, what happens is it causes them to reframe what they actually say about what they do. If it causes you to reframe what you do, great. Think about it this way. These are things that people historically want to give money for. The challenge today is a lot of our my clients anyway are very clever and they, they like to tickle themselves with clever things. Well I do this, this I'm a I'm an idea igniter or I'm a um, I'm a momentum starter. Those are clever things, great. Now, can you frame it in something that I want to give money for? That's the thing. So much of the time, we out-clevering ourselves. All right, so now I want some more input. That was the second part, the seven reasons why someone will hire you. Can I bring my ladies back in? Yeah. Who's on the line that can talk to me? Hello. John is there. Who? John. Joan, how are you doing? Doing good. All right, Joan, in this second block here, the seven reasons why someone will hire you. Did you get anything that you can use out of that? Uh, yeah. In my area, I think, no, let's see, time, money, good feelings, uh, solutions to a problem, good health, and really help them with their children and pets because you can always you can free up time so that they can spend more time there. Those sentences that you say they can free up time to spend more time with the children, if that, if that sentence is true, it can take on an almost hypnotic effect. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm going to slide something else in here that you guys, I'm hearing that I need to kind of teach. Okay, everything we say counts. All the words we use and how we inflect them, they count. I'm going to teach you guys, and this is a bonus for this workshop, um, just a couple of words that I want you to start using much more often to sell your services. First off, I need you guys to understand people buy either emotionally or logically. Emotionally is how they imagine they're going to feel after they buy. Logically is because it makes sense or smart thing to do. People buy nine times faster based upon emotion than they do logic. Understanding this to be true, you need to sell your services with emotion versus logic, more so than logic. Feelings. Sell to the hearts and sell to the feelings more to the common sense or smart or anything like that. Don't sell like that. Now, doing this, I want you guys to learn how to use emotional words comfortably. Most adults have taught themselves how to become uncomfortable using emotional words. Now, what is, this is a question, I'm looking for someone to answer it, what is the most emotional word in the English language? What word evokes more feelings than any other? Love. Love is right. I want you to become very comfortable using the word love when you talk about what you do for a living. Now, who answered that question for me? Tony. Tony. Tony, give me a sentence using the word love to describe what you do. I just love helping people overcome their struggles as it relates to social media marketing. That's a great sentence. Now, I want you to do it again, but this time, can you do that sentence or can you do another sentence using the word love where you're not the star of the story, where they're the star of the story? Don't you just love it when you have the opportunity to understand all the little nuances as it relates to social media marketing? Awesome. Don't you just understand or you're going to love or my clients love, or you going to love this new process. Love, love, love. Ladies, get comfortable using the word love, and you cannot overuse it. Or you're, going, or, you're going to, or you're going to just love the freedom that you're going to have when I teach you how to use these social media marketing tools. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> That was very good. <laughs> now, that sentence right there, you should say all the time. Okay. Okay? That's, that's, that, that's like a, um, a good punch, a lead punch. Okay. You should be using that sentence a lot. Great. <laughs> and, and with good voice tonality, too. You know, like your date voice, that's a yeah. powerful sentence. Okay? <laughs> all right. The second word I want you guys to get very comfortable using is the second most emotional word in the English language. It starts with an H. What do you think it is? Help. What would you say? Help. Help? Yeah, no, help. It's, help. it's, it's not actually help. The word, it's actually the word home, H-O-M-E. Home. Home. Okay. But most people, when they think of the word home, they think of familiarity, mom, food, warmth, comfort. You know, home, I'm going to go home for the holidays. There's no place like home. Oh. Home, sweet 
home. You know, learn to use this word home and talking about what you do. People love that concept. Can anyone, you give me a sentence using the word home and describing their services. Okay, I have everybody is unmuted. So, Latreya, you want to try? Or Erica, you want to try? Hi, this is Latreya. Hello, Latreya. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to try to use home. Yep, in a sentence when you describe what you do. Okay. Um, I have the perfect location for you. It will just You will feel like you're at home at this resort. They have everything that you would really be comfortable uh, with enjoying or something like that. So I would well, use that. That's actually a really good sentence because you said you are going to feel like, and for you in your home, when you let them be the star of the story, it's much more impactful. So that was a good job. Now, is there anybody on this call can use both the word love and home in the same sentence to talk about what they do? You know, it's funny. I was just um, responding to a request for services. Someone wanted to recommend someone to me. And um, when I wrote back, I said to him, um, I would love to work with uh, your client in finding him someplace. And then I took it back, and I'm like, you know, and I had to ask uh, someone, you know, should I use the word love or not? And so he's like, well, how would you say it if you wasn't writing it? And I said, well, I would say that I would love to work with the clients. And so he said, then use it. And so, you know, like you said, it's an emotional word, but I was apprehensive initially about using it. Ultimately, I used it, but um, and I will use it more. So I can use that sentence. Um, you know, I can even say that, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with the resort that I'm sure you would love. This resort will remind you of home with all of the amenities that you could dream of. So I would say something like that. Good. And that was Latreya? Yes. Awesome. Good job. That was just something I threw in here. I want you. Oh, and the third word I need you to use much more often. <laughs> much more often use this word. Your client's first name, whatever it is. For most people, the sweetest thing they hear during the course of a day is their own name, and almost no one hears it often enough. When you keep saying, when you say a person's name as you're talking to them, each time you say their name, you come across as more friendly, and you can't do it too often. I'm, I could talk to Joan and say, "And Joan, how do you feel about this?" And Joan, I was thinking about, and Joan, you and I was talking earlier about this. And Joan, how do you see this here? Every time I say it. She likes me a little bit more. Am I right, Joan? Oh, let me <laughs> unmute her. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But I want you guys to understand, most people love the sound of their own name, and almost no one hears it often enough. And if you're the person who will pay them credit and edify them by using their name and being willing to say their name, they like you more. Amen? Amen. All right, so now I want to do the third part. Unless, is there anything else you need to cover before I do my last stanza for, the, for what I wanted to cover with you ladies tonight? I'm good. All right, good. I want to talk about the five reasons why they will not hire you. 
The five reasons why they will not hire you. Let's go. I'm just going to give it to you right away. Okay? They will not hire you if they have no need, no money, no hurry, no trust, or no time. No need, no money, no hurry, no trust, or no time. Now, all of these things are very subjective. If people do not believe they need your services, either you help them to see the need or abort the mission. Uh, a 400-pound man who still believes he's studly and still believes he's a catch will not want to accept a weight loss program because he feels like he does not need it. Right? People right. have to see a need. If they don't see a need at all, they will not hire you. A lot of times folks are in. Now, here's another funny thing, too. I'm a sales coach, and that's all I do. I help people to sell services. Sometimes I run across somebody, and they desperately need a sales coach. They desperately need it. They are messing it up by the numbers. They are doing nothing but turning people off every time they open their mouth. And I can see that they're basically intelligent people with good things to say and good things to offer. But they are messing it up by the numbers. They need my help big time. Some of those very same people where I recognize a need will still choose not to even consider me because they don't think they need it. So that's that. They get to keep their problem. So the first one is no need. Next one is no money. Now, I want you to guys to understand this one here. When it comes to clients choosing not to hire you because of no money, I almost never believe people when they say they don't have the money. I choose not to believe them. And I'm going to encourage you to choose not to believe that either because people always find money for what they want. If they really want it, they may not have it that day or even that week, but they will find the money for what they want. Why do poor neighborhoods have lines down the block every Saturday for new Jordans or new sneakers? Why do uh, people buy expensive boots? Why do people buy expensive handbags? You know, people can live in an apartment and still have an $800 handbag because people buy what they want much faster than what they need. People find money for what they want. Sometimes when people try to use the excuse of no money with you, that literally means they are not yet sold on you and your services. They don't believe in it enough yet. But money is sometimes the reason that people use. Matter of fact, it's the most often reason people that use. I'm telling you that I choose not to believe people when they say they don't have the money. I either help them with that area or I start all over again and make sure that they feel it. I use a methodology of selling called Hurt and Rescue, and I'll just teach it to you real quick. Hurt and Rescue, selling. It's a selling ideology. It's a selling way of thinking. First off, a Hurt and Rescue salesperson, you never cause pain. You simply uncover pain that's already there. You help them to see a pain that they're already having. Are your sales rocking right now? No, they're not. Why are they not rocking? 
I don't know why they're not rocking. You help them to uncover a pain. Once you help them to uncover a pain, you talk about the pain a little bit. Then you talk about how expensive it is to stay in that pain. And it could be expensive in money or time or aggravation. And then you rescue them with your services. Well, if you let me help you, you won't have that problem anymore. Hurt and rescue. That was just an aside that I want to interject with you ladies. All right. But no need, no money. People find money for what they want. I need you guys to keep that in your head. No hurry. A lot of times when we're selling our services, we are our own worst enemy. We give our clients the option of either hire us now or hire us later. When you give people the option to hire you now versus hire you next month, what do you think they choose? Next they choose month. later. They always choose later. Why do they do that? <laughs> because it's less risky. They're going to always put it off unless you can show them how by putting it off there's something adverse. I mean, if they have a problem right now, they get to keep the problem and the problem doesn't fix itself. When you give your clients choices of either now or later, they choose later. And a lot of times it's our own fault. We set it up like that. I will, well, when, you, when people become my client, I'll show you how not to let that happen. Uh, no need, no money, no hurry, no trust. Now, trust is um, it's another very subjective thing. Some of the things you could do for trust area is by showing testimonials. You could talk about what your other clients say and what clients have typically said. Or you could lean on someone else's credibility. You can lean on someone else's credibility if you don't have enough credibility of your own. In the last two years, Tony Coleman Brown has booked me or hired me to do something, I don't know, seven, eight times maybe? Something like that, Tony? What do you think? Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Good. Tony Coleman Brown has a lot of credibility. She's not going to keep bringing back somebody who doesn't deliver. She's not even going to give her time to someone who's not worth her time. I can lean on Tony's credibility because she hires me again and again. So that and that would cover me some that would open up some doors for me. And you also have the same doors that you can open. You can use Tony as well or someone else. The more people that you can name drop, the more you could talk about your other clients. One of my favorite uh, for lack of a better word, tactics is I talk about what my clients say about me. I talk about how clients say things like, Ryan, you know, you came into my life at the right time. Because of you, I was able to transform my business. Or Brian, before you, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to stay in business. But because I'm working with you, now I see how my prosperity is coming. Now I have a plan on what to do when I don't have a client to keep myself profitable. I have clients say to me, Brian, I keep hiring you because I need the confidence that you keep inspiring me with. I need to know. I have clients tell me things like, I'm doing the work now more than I've ever done it before because I know i got to talk to my sales coach the next day and he's going to ask me if I've done this and this. So if I tell someone that my clients are saying this, that's not something that they can fight with. The clients aren't there. So that, that helps with my credibility. Trust is still very subjective. You can have all the credibility in the world, and they can see something in you that they don't like. 
They might not like your shoes or something, you know? Does that make sense? Yes. And the last one is no need, no money, no hurry, no trust, and no time. Now, here's the thing about time. Everybody has the same amount of it. No one has extra time. No one. What you're going to do when it comes to time is you have to figure out a way to let your services earn some of their time. A lot of way to earn some of their time is to get a little bit at a time. Like when I'm trying to secure a new account, for example, I don't try to get an hour appointment. I try to get a four-minute phone call appointment. Can we have an appointment for four minutes on the phone? <coughs> because I can do my entire presentation in less than four minutes, and so can you, ladies. You can do your entire presentation in less than four minutes' time. And if you're talking with them for longer than four minutes, it's because they invited you to be on the call longer than four minutes. If you can't explain everything that you do in less than four minutes, that tells me that you don't understand it yourself, that you can explain it simply. Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a four-year-old, that means you don't understand it yourself. No one has extra time, but people always find time for what they want. Amen? Amen. So on this call, I wanted to share with Tony Coleman Brown's peeps. I wanted to share your story, how to tell your story, and give you a plan on how often you should tell your story. I wanted to give you guys the seven reasons why people will historically will hire you. And I wanted to share with you the five reasons why they won't. Tonight I interjected some good, I mean, um, emotional words in there as well. And I think I did, uh, I think that's all I did. So I've done my mission. I came, I came, I wanted to share a good word. I wanted to share the gospel of Brian. All right, can I get uh, anybody that can talk to me? Can we be unmuted? Yeah. I have Joan unmuted, Latreya, and Erica is here. She's unmuted. Erica, I haven't heard that name tonight. Can Erica talk to me? Nope, she can't talk to me. Who can talk to me? It's Joan. Joan? Okay, great. Stay on the line, Joan. Stay on the line. And Latreya, can you talk? Come on. Latreya. Yep, I'm here. I can talk. Okay, good. So I've got Joan and Latreya. That's it, right? Yeah. It looks like more people are on the line, though. But anyway, those two can talk to me. Right. But anyway, all right. I do not let anybody become my client until they do a trial coaching session because I believe in fit before fee. Before we enter in a curriculum program, you got to try it out. I need to determine if I can talk to you freely and we can work together, and you need to determine that too. But whenever I have an opportunity like this one with Tony, I give a free coaching session to one person, a trial coaching session. I give somebody a free one, and I'm going to give it to either Joan or Latreya tonight. We're going to have to figure that out right now in just a moment. But I charge for a trial coaching session. I charge 97 bucks for one, but one of you guys is going to get it for free. So, Joan? Yes? Would you like to get a free, very personal sales coaching session? Yes. Now, a very personal sales coaching session with me is very involved. It'll last between 60 and 90 minutes long. But I promise you, when we get off that call, you're going to know. Even if you, even if you never talk to me again after that trial coaching session, you're going to be much better at selling your services than you ever would have had them before. Now, Joan, why should I give you a free 
very personal sales coaching session? Um, <clears throat> let's see. You should give me a free coaching session with you because I am in the process of helping thousands of people and you would be planting a seed that would touch hundreds and thousands of people all around the world. And because I might be able to um, take these skills, put them to use immediately, and suggest to other people, um, meaning um, uh, refer you to other people as well in my industry. All right. And Latreya? Yes, I'm here. Latreya, I know that if I gave you a trial coaching session for free, you're going to be better at your game. You'll probably make more money. You're going to feel like you made more money even though it was free. But it's involved. It's going to involve some work. But I am willing to give it to you for free. Now, Latreya, why should I give you a free, very personal sales coaching session? Um, well, Brian, uh, you know how in business we can lose customers or we can disengage them just by not having the right tools and skills to really bring them in? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that you have the ability to teach me how to improve and hone on those skills so that I can retain or gain clients and capture and keeping them. Let me tell you this. I am going to give the free coaching session to Joan. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I give a free coaching session to whomever says the most about helping someone other than themselves. The most about how they're going to use what I teach them to help other people. That's what I was looking for. Joan talked about helping hundreds of thousands of other people. Wow. <laughs> now, Latrea, Latrea. Yeah. And, Joan, I'm applauding you because you did an excellent job again. But, yes, Brian, I'm here. <laughs> I do have, like they used to say on the game shows, even though you didn't win, I do have some lovely parting gifts for you. <laughs> Anybody who's willing to uh, honor me with their presence in any kind of presentation I do, I offer. Um, I always do these games, and I give out one every time. But for everyone else who wants one, I give them a, a sales coaching session, but not for free. But I won't charge them the ninety-seven bucks. I discount it down to forty-seven dollars, and for forty-seven dollars, you'll get the same value that the full-paying client. So if you want it, it's available to you for that. Both of you, please write down this phone number, 919-345-4893. I'm very public. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, either on the Brian Keith McNeil or the Most Fun Speaker, or you can email me at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at very personal sales with an s com very personal sales coaching.com I'm always on Facebook my name on Facebook is Brian Keith McNeil McNeil is spelled M C N E I L L 
and uh, my phone number, I've used different different sites like ClickBook and all that stuff where folks can just pull up my calendar and do it on their own. I don't like that anymore. I'm still old school. I'd rather just have a, a five or six minute phone conversation and then we schedule it ourselves. So Joan, you got my phone number, right? I do. Thank you. So when we're done with this call, whenever you're ready, you call me back and we will schedule your session. And I'm honored to give it to you. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Sister Tony. Yes. And passing the mantle back. All right. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast with Tony Coleman-Brown. Please visit TonyColemanBrown.com for more information on this episode and get ready to win.